0: You're listening to... Good morning, Angels. podcast. So it's another day. Thank you, Lord. Another day, and it is raining. And that's okay. You know, we need that rain. You know, I'm sure, unfortunately, there's some people with something going on for the summer somewhere, traveling, something, and they're not excited about the rain. So um, I really, really wanted to come on early enough to really drive this home. So I try to be as honest as possible because we're trying... We're trying to... We're trying to heal from this indoctrination so that we can step into our omni-power. And we cannot step into our omni-power until we have literally healed ourselves from the things that are keeping us from feeling and behaving, and living in a very pure manner, spiritual. And I'm not saying that if you have, like, a little nasty kick about you, you little freaky, you know, you have your own little personal things. As long as you're not hurting children, as long as you're not hurting people, animals, you know, um, the environment, then, you know, live your life. Live your life, right? So the crazy thing is, is... In America, in various parts of our world, Africans were enslaved. People who were looking like Africans, anybody could get it. And so, after they had to free people in our country, that's where I'm focusing, after they had to, because his, the books in school that would have taught it back then, because now they don't want to teach it anymore, they're so embarrassed. Um, would like you to believe that, you know, they were just like, you know what, that's true, we're like, this is like a lot, and we did lose the war, so we should probably, you know, let them go. When in fact, people's plantations were being burned to the ground. Families of the plantations were being massacred, and it was moving across the nation. They didn't know who else was going to get it. And because of that, because of that, they had to let people go. But then it was such an angry, calculating mindset that they had to come up with ways to keep them down, to keep them from feeling blessed, free, etc., etc., etc. So they came up with ways to do that. Laws that the government supported. So when you want us to go get these shots, these, these experimental shots that might be a different grade for us that they grab, for us. So I can sound very cynical to people who want to pretend that this isn't real, it's not like that anymore, etc. But I'm not speaking to them. I'm speaking to the people who really are like, right, this is crazy. So here's what I want to drive home. As Melanated people, whether we are Indians from East India, whether we are, you know, American Indians, it doesn't matter. What matters is that we have a situation where we want to be able to live our best life and as a free person, be educated, live in a home that we want to live in, not be limited where we can live and who we can have where we can go don't come around here after dark you should fear me after dark don't play with me i don't care how many you are with the god i'm rocking with you be scared <laughs> so now here we are in the 21st century and and frankly it's we're in the age of aquarius and so it's supposed to be love humanity etc cetera, etc cetera. but We have these corporations that are really on some shit because of the Trump thing, because of the way the shift is occurring. So they really want to take down the greatest of us. They want to smudge our reputation. They want to make us feel like we can't, like we're not, and like we're not free. So I'm speaking to the melanated people right now who... Allowing themselves to be used against their peers because the supremacy needs to segregate us, to to cause the confusion or any type of interjection of negativity to keep us from uniting and being extremely powerful. I mean, think about this. The people who wanted to be better after the slave situation, they were able to just block out all that, stand together, link their arms start schools, create banks, they did that together. A person didn't just come with one person and say, I'm going to start this bank and it's going to work. No, he was going to start the bank and people were going to put their money. in it. You understand? Like, that's how it was going to work. So they were able to find success in creating their own things. We're going to start this school. And there were people that had to say, and we're going to go to this school. Right? So, you know, we have to be able to come together and do these things together. We have to stop this allowance of the agitator, because I guess after slavery, and it's, I don't mean to say it, and I don't want you guys to get upset with me, but I want you to really check yourselves. It's often foreign American descendants, oh, we're all foreign, I'm not, okay, I'm not. Okay, so Listen. We have to check and make sure. And here's the example. So, in my job, we have a district of leaders. And very few of us are black. There's a handful of us. And the person I am, because I'm from California, and from the time that I lived in California, when I was born, unity was of the utmost importance. Being aware. Conscious is one thing. Being aware you understand being aware and refusing to fall victim to the bullshit these things are super important are you trying to go cuz if you're not trying to go i'll go ahead and get this. you don't seem like you're trying to go. So we have to be able to stand but not just stand stand together you know what i mean stand together with each other because if we can't stand together with each other then There'll be gaps, and we won't be able to find the great supernatural success that we could find together. Does that make sense? And so here's my dilemma. And it made me, like, I felt so triggered yesterday. It drained me. I got filled with fluids. I was just very disturbed in my spirit. So I have been with my team, leading our team into great success. They don't know that I have those masters and those hair designers that are top-notch garnets, etc., which means they make good money, that they, during the pandemic, started to feel depressed, didn't want to come to work, didn't want to stay, didn't want to do it. They felt like maybe I should get a different job. Like they got really scared. And I had to really, really pull it from my feet of experience to get them to where they are now, where we are really kicking booty. And so I was number 18, 17, but slowly but surely we were climbing. But at the same time, last year, when I first got to the company, the leadership was harassing me. She was a bully. She was gross in her cruelty. It was very distracting. She did not allow me to get training. She literally came and saw me trying to sign up, you know, doing my onboarding. And said, they need you out there. You need to get out there. Like, she was really not playing. Like, just disgusting. And so I reported her. Because she was hindering me. And I wanted to quit. And I'm a person who does quit. Like, it's jobs. I'm like, I am amazing. There is no way I'm sticking around this hellhole. And I walk. And I take everybody that I brought there or that got their hair done with me, with me. Every single person that can get in contact, left. And so... This time around, though, I'm 50 years, I was 50 years old, you know, or just turning 50. My daughter was in her first year of college. Um, She, you know, was like away and I needed to be at work. That was the covenant. And so I couldn't quit. I had to stay. So I prayed about it. And my girlfriend said, you know, you always pray about it, but you always leave before that God can answer you. Don't leave this time. He's gonna answer you. And I was like, okay. It seems so bleak, but I just every day I just kept pushing forward. And instead of giving her attitude, like I might do in the past, where I'll ignore you unless I have to do like talk to you on a professional level. Instead, it was like by the time uh, October came, November came. I remember on a Monday, we had our Monday meeting with all of us, the staff, supervisors, and managers, and. Myself and another black lady that was being harassed by her stuck around because things had changed a little bit. Like, we found some sort of, like, laughing, and I was up. You know, I remember when I first became number one, right before it happened, like, she, I'd be number one, but then it will go down to number 12, number six. And so when I'm number one, she would never say, congratulations. She would never make a big deal about it. But when I was number six, 12, 15, she'd say something. So... At this point, I said to her on a Friday, you know, you never say anything when I'm number one. Like, practice that. Say, I'm number one. You're Ina's number one. You're number one. And she started laughing. I said, say it. You're number one. She's like, you're number one. Because she was Asian with a very strong Asian accent. And I was like, there you go. That Monday, when they announced our positions, our rankings, I was number one. And then we just kept killing it, you know. But she was had already created a disdain, and, and I had to send forth the prayer, and, you know, she couldn't keep it together, and there were other people who were impacted by her, and so the very next day, I was off. The next day after that, I came in, and everybody was odd, and they were like, Jenny's in the building, and that's the district, you know, leader, and um, they were like, you know, not saying what it was, but they said, go in there. They want you in the meeting room, so I'm like, okay, What's going on in the meeting room? And so, I get in there, and we have um, asset protection manager leader in there. We have, you know, our district leader in there, and they say, you know, blank is not going to be here anymore. She's no longer here. And I was like, what? I'm shocked. I'm surprised. And i'm sad and the asset protection was somebody who knew that i was being picked on by her and so i saw her in my peripheral head like cop, to the side and look at me like what but she didn't understand that in there like i'm not a person that just turns holy on people because i recognize now that i'm a mom and my kids have grown to be adults i recognize that there are things that impact people but we have to give them a chance to grow after you tell them how terrible they've been. Some people are so used to being that way for so, so many years and decades, and people just haven't said it right. You know, they get mad, they punish, they, you know, act out, to where they actually give that person an opportunity to continue this crazy behavior because now they get to punish, they get to do all the things that come with their wicked behavior. So I, in my prayer, in my advice from my friends, you know, I was like, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to stay positive. I'm not going to let this type of situation make me reward wickedness with wickedness. So at that point is when I recognized that I was feeling better. Like, and then in me feeling better, my ranking for the salon was climbing the ladder. Finally, she was gone. We didn't have a GM for like five months or something. November, December, January, February, March, April, yeah. Five months, And but we had this maniac who was coming to the store, quote-unquote, to help us out, when in fact he was just making it worse. He was a horrible person, and he was giving me such a hard time, and we were doing so great. I'm talking about my numbers are supposed to be 28, and we do 32,000 for the month. And I have a great attitude. I'm always positive. My team loves me. There is nothing. I help the store. You know, like, they're getting plaques on the things that I was helping them with because they had help. Energy help. And so, um, it was just really bad, this guy trying to, and I was telling on him, I wasn't going to let it last one minute. And so, we kept on winning. But, you know, we dropped because of, like, in February because of uh, some snow days, but and he couldn't wait to bring me into a meeting to ask me why my numbers dropped when we were closed 4 days out of the month once each week <laughs> I love it but nonetheless my challenge is that we know there are people who don't want us to be great so we have a system of like on Mondays we have meetings and in those meetings you know on the phone we would they would talk about your ranking they send you an email to tell you what the ranking is for the week and suddenly they're changing the metrics like before it was your sales but because I'm killing it so much and they're sick of celebrating it they're sick of seeing my name or the 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 store location up there that they change the metrics, because they want to help other people be able the way. How about the other people reach out like they're doing the other people that they want to talk to, the non-black people, or the black people that they feel better than. But something about energy, they never met me. Only, haven't rarely heard my voice on the calls, because I just listened. So they don't know me. And the energy is amazing. I have two people that are mentors to me, that trained me. And I am rocking socks past them, but I feel committed to ensuring that they can step it up, that they can, you know, do better. And so they are striving, you know, working hard. But the thing that's happening is leadership is so hateful of the melanin from what I see. They can pretend like the people who wear the sheets, right? They put the sheet on because they don't want you to know when you see them at the store that you patronize or you see them at this whatever the policemen, the fireman, the judge, that you won't know that they are demons that will kill you because of your color. Well, these are descendant types. That apparently our salon doing so well and me being behind the helm is offensive. Okay, that never mattered to me, how they feel about me, how supremacists feel about me. It does not matter. And... Mess around with me and you will no longer have the life you live because God will move on your life. Whether it's people you love, your life specifically, really terrible things can happen if you come against God's loved people. It says it in the scripture, if you come against God's anointed, and you can look up the definition of anointed, I have several definition representations there, you will recognize that It says, if you come against God's anointed, you might as well tie the heaviest rock to your ankle and cast yourself into the deepest sea. Go die, basically, right? So, here we are with these people, and these people feel so offended by my greatness that they want me to feel bad. They don't want me to feel the good. They put my name up. Yay, good job, Ina. Awesome, Ina. Way to go, so-and-so. And so, I don't care about them. I expect that from them. But there's some black people. One is a lady that I reached out to. When, I, when she first got there, I knew she was new. They said she was having some challenges. So I reached out to her, but I don't know if it was my voice. She thought I was not black, Does it happens. And so she was like, oh, no. Like, basically, she didn't need me. <laughs> she was great. She was complaining about, the, you know, the, it being stacked against her, the cards being stacked against her, it seemed. But I was like, you can do it, just keep, you know, keep your head up, etc. But I didn't feel like there was any weird, like any real connection, whatever. So here we are now when they're coming against me and they hate the, the white supremacy is coming against me. And they feel so angry at me that they want me to feel bad. So first thing they did before the new field manager came in is the old one who was weird. And I don't know where that came from because whatever. Um, she was melanated. But she was one of those people who could pass. Like, if you first glance, you think, oh, no, she's not black. But she was. And so I was excited. Yay. But she switched up and then quit. Thank God. So, But here came somebody else with a plan. And she worked for the company. She just stepped down because they're getting rid of um, tenureized or people who have had senior positions with the company. But I guess they're non-melanated ones. They're giving a chance to step down into other positions. And so this young, this lady, you know, it seemed like she cool enough. Yay. You know, I just want fairness. But suddenly last week, like when she talked, she's like, oh, you know, you're number one in sales, but your ranking is number three or five, whatever it was because of your Olaplex. Oh, what's the deal with Olaplex? Well, you have a goal of 18. Okay, girls, guess what? They're trying to keep our ranking down because I give them lunch when we're number one. So they're looking for their number one. They're hungry. And so um, I said, they, they're keeping us down because of the Olaplex numbers. We have a goal of 18. They want us to do two per stylist. So my girl stepped it up and gave us 28. So now we got the numbers. We got the Olaplex. We're doing it, right? But they, know, they don't mention it. They don't mention it at all. It's like, oh, great job, you know, but they don't mention it because they didn't want Anybody see it. Okay, that's that. This week, since you want to play with us, we took it to 10,000, almost 10,000 over our goal for the week. <laughs> you can't play with that. Or my ladies, okay? We don't play. And so when they go to do the rankings, they go, oh, congratulations, Ina again, basically. Oh, way to go, so-and-so. You're number one. Awesome Olaplex numbers. They can, And she's white. They can play if they want to, and I don't care actually about their shenanigans. What I care about is on the call on Monday. Turns out they're communicating, you know, with these other leaders that they want to speak on the call about how they're doing these great things. This one lady that they took ten grand off her plan after COVID to help her be number one. They took ten grand off her plan. They added 124 to mine. And then I still made my numbers, and they were scratching their heads. And so this lady can't bear me to hear my name. She doesn't want to have anything to do with me. While there's the, SA, the um, store managers are telling their people, maybe you need to talk to Ema and find out that store manager over there at Sterling and find out what she's doing. She's rocking socks. <coughs> and so they're like, no way. Like I guess they went and searched me on social media. That's what a lot of teenage-minded, high school-minded adults do. They'll go search you on social media and then read all your public posts and hate. (laughs) I love that. It gets me excited. Like, I get tingly down there and want to go home and make love to my husband when people persecute and hate on me. All right? I like it. Because I already know that through your hate, God said, when your enemies curse you, they bless you instead. And glorify him in the process. Lord, let me glorify you today. Thank you for letting me glorify you today. Thank you, enemies, for blessing me today. So what saddens me is, on the call, I missed the first 45 minutes. God protected me from being on it so I didn't have to hear the madness shenanigans. So apparently the people, somebody had communications with other salon managers and um, and invited them to speak on the call about their successes. Meanwhile, I've been rocking socks straight for weeks. (laughs) Give me a get sick goal, and my team crushes it. And they think all these ladies are just used to making money. They don't see what I go through in there. That I'm in there going, you can make it. No, stick around for a little longer. Listen, you're like on the verge of becoming a regular stylist and not a master. You know, I am busting booty on so many levels with so many different things. Going on, like, you know, I don't have a receptionist, which is supposed to be a manager, an assistant manager to me. I don't have that. But yet, we're making the numbers. We're doing our great things. My team is is satisfied and successful and thriving. But they don't want to call me. They don't want to know what I'm doing. They don't want to know. And let me tell you why they don't want to know what I'm doing. Because they watch us on the camera. They listen to us on the walkie-talkie. They, the thing turns green whenever you start talking in the office lately. They're listening. I've already experienced hacking and all the stuff that comes with surveillance, etc., personalized surveillance on me. I know what that looks like. So it's okay. I expect it. My grandma always said, live as though people are watching and listening. All right? And so that's what I do. So the reason they don't want me on the call or want me to tell them what I'm doing is because they're like the last lady was regurgitating everything we would say, whatever I had to put in my notes to them. They would regurgitate those on the call. So she kept me on off of most of the calls because she was regurgitating what I was already doing because I was finding success. Okay? So that's why they don't want to talk to me. That's why they don't want to hear what I'm doing. But the sad part is the black girl that I reached out to, she didn't want to talk to me. She didn't want to, you know, engage me and hear about the great things that I'm doing to help her with her business. She chose to go to team up with the white lady who obviously has a challenge with me. And and I love that she has the challenge with me. But I'm sad that the slave mind has the mindset that she doesn't want to unify because I've reached out to pretty much all the black people on our list, even the non blacks that were persecuted because I'm really just here for the underdog. It doesn't matter what color you are. If you're the underdog, I'm here for you. You know? And so I just know that it's very sad. You know, it's very sad that and it's just real. It's something that's been happening and the reason why it happens is because we have so many different black people who are not of the same background, diaspora, etc. And so they just don't care about us here in America like we care about ourselves, or they were brought up in an environment where their family was okay with them not being cool with their color, (laughs) their colored other people. You know, there are a lot of people who grew up in urban areas that had the sweet, clean house, and they just felt better than the, the, the locals, you know? They felt like, you know... Where for me, I'd have the nice clean house, but on weekends, my husband would be setting up a bike to fix the bikes of the kids that didn't have people like us in the home. And I would be feeding them, you know, making sure they had a good thing to do or something. That's the difference with me and my family. And so that's what I want to say. Are you helping? Because slavery, it lasted because black people allowed it to for so long. We easily, there was help. But because people were just so willing to accept that madness, I don't care. I don't care. Forget it. You care. You care. Stop it. You care. And it's okay to care. It's okay to expect things to be fair. Life isn't fair, but work should be. Work should be fair. You want us to do things. You want us to not steal. You want us to be fair to your company, right? So why wouldn't you be fair to us? At least make work in there okay. You know, I mean? Gee, it's incredible. So black people, if you're a black person in an environment, whether it's school for your children, whether it's work, whether it's recreation, a team, if you have other black people there, even if they're not as clean as you, even if they're not as educated as you, even if they don't have as much money as you, even if they're, like, a little annoying, so what? Cousins are like that. Support your cousin. Help be there for them. And you can even say, listen, you're acting crazy. But when it comes down to it, who's got your back? You do have it. Because that's what we have to do with each other. Nobody's going to be perfect, but it's sick that we can allow the poor behavior of non-black people towards us. But we don't want to have blessed behavior with the, or, or support the people who have been impacted through indoctrination... ...that are acting up as a result of the direct indoctrinated trauma. I love you, melanin. I'm here for you, melanin. And underdog, even if you're not melanated, if you are not racist, if you're not mentally toxic, we're for you, too. We're blessing you, too. We're helping your kids, too. We're feeding you, too. Okay? Okay? So don't go trying to listen to my podcast thinking, I don't want to hear it because I know who I am. I want you to stop helping supremacy win melanin. Reach out to your people. Support your people. Don't let non-melanin see you act like you're not unified. Cut it out. You're making it to where they can come against you because they're not going to win against me. They're just using you right now to help dog another black person, and as soon as they've made that black person leave or whatever their goal is, they're coming for you next. It's not about the particular person. They do that on purpose. If you grew up in those schools, uh, you know, integrated schools, where you were that black person who had to go and be integrated, you got to see all that, how they never let you just have it to yourself unless you ghetto and hard and and fight because then they scared. But if you have any sense and you're trying to have collective discussions with yourselves. they always have to come send somebody, and they always have that black girl or boy who feels so, they're foreign, and they always feel so ugly, that they love them some non-melanin. They want it so bad, they want to be it, talk it, everything, and it is so sick. And so, I just want to say, don't be a tool for the devil. Don't be a tool for supremacy. Supremacy is really wicked. It's been jacking up our people for so long. Let's not, don't participate. Let's let them be scratching their heads about how close we are. Let them fear that we talk. Let them fear that, you know, because no leadership should be trying to cause any type of um, segregation or any issues. We're a team. We do have competitions, and that is healthy. But we should not be sitting here Acting like we don't care. So, melanin, don't help supremacy hurt other melanin. Unite with melanin. Let them see that you and loud Tasha actually talk. Yes, we do. Oh. Yeah, I'm, you're not going to let me be sedity over Tasha because she's urban. Tasha makes me laugh. I love Tasha. All right? So... I'm going to go. I'm finishing up my makeup. I hope that you understand. I really am disgusted by melanin who is not interested in the unification of melanin. Okay? We've been through enough. Things are crazy. Unite with each other. And anybody non-melanin non-melanated who wants to unite in positivity to open doors and make things easier for us like bankers with housing loans and car loans and jobs corporations and you know investing in our communities help us stop investing in the black people who just want the money they don't care about the urban area they didn't live there or the ones who live there and they just are so hungry for money that they're exploiting their own people talk to the ones like me who really are making a difference you know, let's do that, and then I'll know you're up and up, okay, we love you, melanin, peace, love, supernatural, I send you supernatural peace, supernatural love, supernatural understanding, supernatural unification of melanated people, I pray that your thoughts are clear, that you are not allowing yourself to be traumatized or triggered from your trauma by wickedness, let love lead, all right, peace, angels,